Welcome, welcome, welcome everyone to another exciting episode of Between the Lines. I'm your host, IBK. We have an unbelievable show packed today. We're going to be talking about a lot of things. Baka and uh, Inter played like the best Champions League group game I've ever seen. Um, Arsenal can't stop winning. Um, Man City lost their first league game of the season. Real Madrid annihilated Barcelona in the Clasico. Um, we have a lot of things to talk about. It was a great week of football. Everyone is excited. In fact, right now as we are recording, the Ballon d'Or is, is, is going on as we speak. Um, Gavi has just won the Copa Trophy. Congratulations to him. Ola Shagun, what's up? Uh, I'm good. Uh, why did Gavi win the Copa? Abi, yeah, Copa rights. Why did he win that? Yeah, um, look, man, look, see, this Baka PR is ridiculous. Why didn't Saka win it? In fact, even if it's not Saka, no, he wasn't nominated, he wasn't in the top five. Exactly, I think he's been voting. Well, 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 are you suggesting that Saka is a better player than Gavi? I am suggesting that Saka had a better 2021 2022 than Gavi. Messi is not a better player than Messi, but he's about to win the Ballon d'Or. Has he already won it? No, I, I don't. I don't agree. Saka had a better season than Gavi. Yeah, he did. He I don't. Did, he, he definitely did. But, but he, the same Saka that didn't score for like was it ten games before he started scoring recently? Saka no, had, no, it's no. The no, the stuff is for last season, guys. You yeah. see, you know now. Uh-huh. Exactly. So calm down. No, for, uh, for 2022, and Saka just before the last three games was firing Arsenal so far. Obviously. We didn't get fourth ball, you know. That's what he was doing. It's, nah, it's PR. It's Barcelona PR. I don't, I don't agree. Even, even, look, even if, they give, even if they had given Pedri, Pedri himself is a better win. Gavi is an excellent player. Excellent yeah, player. Yeah, of course he's an excellent player. But it'd not yeah. be a better season than Nassaka last season. And that's facts. And it's, it's, it's fine, though. I see what Barca is doing. I see what Barca is doing. But it's okay. Anyways, I'm good. <laughs> to be fair, we would get into that. I have my own theory about it. I don't think you should have won it. I, you know, but you know, we'll talk about it. What's up, Ay? Yeah, I'm great. Uh, uh, basketball is about to resume. Uh, United, I'm not, not too impressed. I'm not happy here because I know Lua Shegun is going to give me a hard time because that's not what I'm doing <laughs> I don't know. It's his time. Let him shine. So I'm gonna let him. <laughs> okay. Um. Um. Ay, quickly run through the. Let's start with the Champions League. Then we'll move to the week game and the the league game. So quickly run through some of the Champions League and um, um Europa League results. The major ones. So with with that's Olivier right? right? No, you you do that one. Ulashagun does the league. Oh, okay. Uh, so uh, the Champions League. Um, uh, I'm gonna start from. Okay, yeah. AC lost also to Chelsea. Uh, I think that game basically. I think the main point of that game was um, Tomori getting the red card uh, and giving up a penalty. So Eugenio and uh, Obama Yang put uh, AC to the sword. Uh, Obama Yang. Uh, used to be a Juventus player, uh, AC Milan player, by the way. Um, yeah. Dinamo Zagreb and 
Salzburg played uh, a 1-1 draw. So what that means now is uh, Chelsea have got seven points, Salzburg has got six, AC have four, Dinamo Zagreb has four. So, I mean, that group is still uh, wide open, really. Anyone could still go through. Uh, in Group F, Celtic lost 0-2 to Leipzig. Uh, goals coming from Timo Werner and Forsberg. Uh, the other game, Shakhtar Donetsk. Uh, played a 1-1 draw with uh, Rudiger. Don't forget uh, Shakhtar, uh, Shakhtar playing in Greece, I think. Uh, so, Real top that group. 10 points, Leipzig with 6, Shakhtar with 5, Celtic have been eliminated with just 1 point. Personally, I'd like Shakhtar to go with Real Madrid and just for you know, sentimental reasons. Uh, AC, uh, sorry, uh, City played a 0-0 draw with Copenhagen. The Viking couldn't strike, didn't strike. Four week for him. Uh, Dortmund played a one-one with Sevilla. He didn't play actually. Alan didn't play. That was oh yeah, he was on the bench. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, sorry, he had a day off. Yeah, Alvarez was starting striker. My bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bellingham and Kwasi. Uh, there, uh, but I mean that group is basically sewn up. City's got ten. Dortmund got seven. Sevilla and Copenhagen got two points apiece. I think we know the two sides going through there. Um, Maccabi beat Juventus 2-0. Omar Azili with two goals, two first-half goals. Uh, another poor performance from, from Juventus. Uh, PSG played a draw, 1-1 with Benfica. Goals coming from Mbappe penalty and Joamari penalty. The way that group looks, it's PSG and Benfica on eight points. Juventus and Maccabi on three points. Like I said, I think I think it's over for Juventus because uh, PSG and Benfica will probably get a result against Maccabi anyway. So, our prediction myself and Elisa actually you know, came came to pass. Uh, one the hottest team right now, Napoli beat uh, Ajax four two. Oshimen is back. Uh, he came on as a as a as a substitute, I think. He came on as, as a substitute in the second half, five minutes into the second half. Goals coming from uh, Ivan Lozano, uh, Raspadori. Uh, they call him Cravadona. <laughs> I don't know how to pronounce his real name. Uh, yeah, yeah, step. his real name is. <laughs> yeah, but his nickname is Cravadona after uh, Maradona. Uh, Oshimen in the 89 minutes. Ajax managed to go through David Clarkson and uh, Steven Bergwijn. Uh, Liverpool beat Rangers. <laughs> A whitewash, really. Rangers have zero points in the group. Ajax have three. Liverpool have nine. Napoli has 12. I think I think we know who's going to in that group. It's going to be Napoli and Liverpool. Ajax will drop to the Europa League. Uh, in Group B, uh, Atletico Madrid and Club Bruges, nil-nil. Club Bruges are really doing well. I... I, I, I think they've not conceded in the Champions League this season. Yeah, uh, they have, they four games. Yeah, they've not conceded. And they've qualified. Yeah, because they have 10 points already. 4 to has 6. Let's go Madrid has 4. Leverkusen has 3. So, the way it looks, Bruges are through. One of Porto, Atletico Madrid and Leverkusen will go through. Uh, talking about Leverkusen, they lost 3-0 to Porto. That's uh, uh, Alonso's second game. They also lost over the weekend. I think they lost 4-0. So it's not a good start. Those coming from uh, Mehdi Taremi and uh, Wellison Galeno. Uh, yeah, the group <laughs> the group of death. Uh, Barcelona, Inter Milan, 3-3. Uh, Dembele scored the first goal. 
Barella equalized. Uh, uh, Lissandro Martinez had a wonderful game, made it 2-1. And then uh, Lewandowski made it 2-2. Uh, Gusens made it 3-2. And then Lewandowski scored in injury time to make it 3-3. Uh, keeping their hopes alive, I don't think it matters much. Bayern beat uh, Pizan uh, uh, 4-2. That was over in the first half. 35 minutes, Bayern already scored four goals. Goals from Mane, Mula, Leron Goreska. Second half, foot of the pedal. Paisan managed to score two goals. Uh, the, way that goal, the, the way the group looks now, Bayern, 100% record, 12 points. Inter, 7, Barcelona, 4. Paisan, 0. Considering Barcelona play, Bayern next. A win for Inter in that game, and it's as good as over. So, uh, back to the Europa League for them, like last season. Sporting lost 0-2 to Marseille uh, and that uh, goes from Genduzi and Alexis Sanchez, EPL fans who probably remember those guys. Uh, the other game in the group, Spurs beat uh, Inter Frankfurt 3-2. Goals coming from uh, Kamada for uh, Frankfurt, Son, Kende scored a penalty, Son again, Alidu made it 3-2. Uh, and the way that group looks, it's uh, Spurs with seven points, Marseille with six, Sporting with six, Frankfurt with four. So it's still a very open group. Uh, yeah, so that's it for the Champions League. Um, then the Europa League, and it's always, uh, you know, a bit embarrassing going down there. But I'm just going to pick the, you know, I'm going to pick a few results, you know. Uh, Trabonsport beats Monaco 4-0. Uh, Malangasa, Ongo, uh, Victor Hugo, uh, Mamou Trezeguet among the scorers. Uh, that group looks tough right now. Ferran Vakos up that group with nine points. Trabonsport with six, Monaco with six, West Brigade with three. Like I said, I'm just going to pick a couple of results. I, I'm not going to go through all of them. Lazio beats Stombros. Uh, Lazio Stombros played the 2-2. Ciro Mobile and uh, Pedro Vic with the two goals from Stomgratz. Uh In the United group, United beat uh, Omenia Nicosia with a uh, stoppage time goal from McTominay. Uh, and Real uh, Sociedad beat uh, Sheriff 3 0. So the way that group looks now, uh, Sociedad at top with 12 points, United with 9, Sheriff with 3. I think United and Sociedad probably qualify. Uh, Roma and Betis played a 1-1 draw. Canales and Bellotti. That group looks really bad for Roma right now. They're third with just four points. Behind Ludo Gritz and Real Betis. To be a shame to, to see them knocked out there. Uh, PSV beat Zurich 5-0. Uh, Same group for Arsenal. I, I think Arsenal won 2-0, right? Arsenal won 1-0. No, 1-0 okay. against Bodo. 1-0, yeah, Bodo, uh, yeah. Saka. Yeah. <laughs> so, Arsenal have nine points. Uh, don't forget, Arsenal have played the game less. Yeah, but we played yeah, one less because yeah. of the, uh, the Queen's... Uh, the Queen's, yeah, yeah. So, I think that's it. I, I think those are the results I, would, I want to point out. Most of the... Uh, that's it, really, from the Europa League. Let, 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 let me let me quickly let's quickly run through let's just quickly um just speak on one game and that was the back inter game i was really impressed with the way inter set up like i think i said it last week or two weeks ago from time to time especially in these european games you just see the these italian coaches just come up with a system 
and you know it looks so well coached and stuff i just felt yeah maybe they didn't defend as well as they did in san siro but um in this game they were they were, they were awesome and of course you know who were the better players you know um Jeko was there really really showing his class lotaro had a divine game i enjoyed it and 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 even maybe arguably their best central midfielder that didn't play in that match that was brozovic didn't wasn't there but overall they they just showed their you know they just showed that they stuck to instructions and everything and by the way bezima just won the ballon d'or was given to him by Zidane. So, okay, so <laughs> back to what I'm saying. <laughs> so back to what I was saying. I just felt that, you know, Inter stepped up. I felt that um, Javi got his tactics wrong, especially with the personnel. You know, I don't think he's in this kind of game. I don't think he starts um, Busquets and Gavi over Kessie and De Jong. I'm sorry. I'm sorry you don't. I'm sorry you don't. Those two players are better for them in, in defensive actions, in attacking ac- actions, in slowing the tempo down and everything. Because that game was end to end. It needed a bit of athleticism. It, made, it needed a bit of guile. And I think Kessie and um, what's his name and and um, and yeah. and Dion provides that over over you know over Busquets and Gavi for now yeah pedri you pedri you don't you don't touch pedri he starts it i'm not against it you know so uh well i mean i i get your point i mean i think i think the biggest problem from from what i saw was not necessarily uh the midfield i, I get that you know perhaps normally Inter doesn't set up to play counter-attacking football, right? That's not Inter set up. They don't have fast players that can play that system. So, perhaps he was caught unawares. That's still his fault. I'm not... That doesn't excuse him. But I think the biggest problem they had in that game But they did that. They did that in the first leg. They played counter-attacking football in the first leg. You know, it wasn't like, you know... It wasn't... This wasn't strange to them. But this one, they were a bit more expansive to be fair to them. And Jeko yeah. and Lotaro were dovetailing their runs in a ridiculous way. It was ridiculous, as in they were stretching, they were stretching the defense, either shrinking them or spreading them yeah. apart. Yeah, what, it, was, what, it was a classic performance. What I'm gonna, what I'm gonna point out is what perhaps I pointed out a couple of weeks ago, which is the way the the, the team was built is to attack leading, right? So, for example, I've said this many times, they did not need Rafinha. For some reason, perhaps because Deco was a former player and also the agent of Rafinha, they felt they had to do that deal. But look at that game. They had Dembele on the right side at the point and then they later swapped. Normally, Dembele plays from the left. Rafinha also plays from the left. So, there's a problem there when you play two of them together right eventually he saw it wasn't working and then took Rafinha off and brought in Fatih in the 64th minute and after then I think they look better that's the first problem second one is the defense assuming they took their opinion yeah sorry yeah. I, I omitted uh geez I omitted PK had his stinker yeah Mary Garcia, the Assuming they took the 50 million invested in Rafinha and they invested in it in maybe another central back or a right back, 
He's doing better. Sergio Roberto was trash, right? Uh, Garcia for PK, no pace. Don't. For out <laughs> gone. And then when you have now, this is this is the annoying part. When you have PK and Garcia, two central defenders that are dumb and dumber, and then you put Busquets, who doesn't have any pace in his, in his legs anymore, right in front of them. What do you expect? What do you expect? And, you know, it just doesn't make sense. So I get the fact that the way the team was set up that day was absolutely wrong. If you're going to play Piquet and Garcia, which should, it's unheard of to play Piquet and Garcia in a, in a, in a must-win Champions League game. You can play Piquet and Garcia if you're playing, playing Pizan or something. Fine. You get away with that. But when you're playing Inter Milan, you, you can't play those two together. I mean, I've seen games where he played De Jong as a central back. I would, I would, I would have preferred De Jong as central back in that game. Honestly, to that, that work. But of course, there's the reason why he's playing them, right? He's got an injury issue. There's no, um, uh, what's not the guy they got from Chelsea? But Kunde played, but Kunde played in the classical, which was no, 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 Kunde, which, Kunde was to me, the, no, Kunde was not me, fit. Kunde was not fit for the entire game because he was not even on the bench. So, what, was, so are you saying that in three days, you know, even Kunde was it was doubtful for the gospel, it was very doubtful. So, I think it just they couldn't rush him against Inter. I'm sure if Kunde was available, they would have played Kunde. I, we, are I, talk, we are talking three days, we are talking, three no, no, days, that's the way football days. is. That's the way football is, bro. A little swelling here and there could just take two days to go. So I, I, I'm not blaming him for not playing because Kunde wasn't even on the bench. For Kunde not to be on the bench, it wasn't fit. It wasn't fit. And Kunde is a Xavi boy, right? So it's not like Xavi's got any problem with Kunde. So I don't, I, I don't think that I don't, I don't, I don't think he, he, if he was available, he would have played. I, mean, I have no doubt. I have no doubt. And uh, well, he played against Real, and what happened? So, <laughs> so they still lost. I, I mean, but again, it was Kunde Garcia, right? I don't know if I don't know if Kunde Pique is better than Kunde Garcia. At least I don't know. I, mean, Pique, I don't know. Like I said, it's dumb and dumber, really. I, I don't know. It's just it's ridiculous. So they didn't invest, they didn't invest the money well. Uh Rao is injured, Christensen is injured, Pique is dead, Garcia is dead. So the only center back that you have that even Kunde is quite injury prone. So I, I think they, they they could have spent that money on Kulibali. Kulibali would have been perfect for them. Kulibali would have been perfect for them. But you know, that, they just paying fifty million for Rafinha to me was was pointless. Not because Rafinha is not a good player. But it just you just it's like buying a clone of Dembele. So it didn't make sense then. And, and sense. Uh, ba- ba- Barcelona journalists now asking why did they buy him? They are they are questioning the the signing. Then I was an article today about some one of the Barcelona uh, journalists. I was saying that, like, like why did why did they do this? And on ESPN FC, I was saying the same thing. Like, okay, so what happens on on Sufati now? What happens to France or as all these kind of players? It's it's ridiculous. It's a funny yeah. one. Yeah. Okay. All right, um, well, we'll see. We'll see in the coming days what happens to you know whether they drop these guys as we like we've mentioned. Okay, so let's move to let's move to the league games. Yeah, you know, run through them. Uh yeah. So uh, 
Premier League was back well not just Premier League but the, the leagues were back this this weekend and I guess the one that we start with was just the most recent one on Sunday which was Liverpool against Man City excuse me Liverpool beat Man City at home uh, 1-0 um, yeah that was very very it was a very watchable game it was very intense you know very and obviously um, Liverpool are coming into it off the back of uh, of a defeat last week um, or, or obviously off, off the back of like just not a very good start to the season but you still felt like uh, you know I just felt like Liverpool coming to this game at Anfield it wasn't going to be uh, the walkover for City that you would imagine a team in Liverpool's form would, would present it wasn't going to be that and I thought that's what it showed. I think the atmosphere in, in, in Anfield was was yeah was was what Anfield is, and yeah, just uh, since he was able to um, uh, turn their they did have possession, but I think they want they want as um, what's the word they want as clinical with the possession. They had a couple of chances. Haaland had a couple. Haaland actually put the ball in. No, sorry, Foden put the ball in in, in the net. It was a goal, but you know they called cancelled by uh, foul by Haaland. And after that, you know, they were just they were just really high, and you know, Liverpool capitalized on it with with obviously Salah was playing really central. He wasn't playing on the wing anymore. So yeah, it was just yeah, it was a good result for for Liverpool. Obviously, um, the game before that, uh, Arsenal played against Leeds. Uh, horrible game for Arsenal. Horrible game in general because the game started off uh, one minute in, and then the power went off in the stadium. And I just knew after that, like it was just going to be. It's just one of them games that is like you've seen uh something not ordinary and it's like yeah this is i just can't see that leads will be up for this after the game gets restarted and they're going to they're going to be all over aston and that's exactly what happened aston were horrible in the in literally the whole half i mean parts of the first half and then the whole of the second half they were on the, on the back foot i get it i guess because they were in bodo glimpse they were in norway on thursday and then he got back friday evening so I guess they only had training um, um, on on Saturday, maybe light training, maybe a warm down, and just the game. But in any case, they were, they were horrible. But they got the results, and that's that's. I mean, those kind of results are amazing because it's like, yo, you've been you've been rubbish and you didn't deserve it, but you got this, and that's like what makes what makes champions. And I think Arsenal should be going, you know, should be should be looking at that and saying, okay, cool, like this is what I've gotten, and just keep going and building on those uh, those results, those wins. Um, and the games on Saturday, uh, so, uh, United bit. Oh no, it was on Sunday as well. United drew with Newcastle 0 0. Uh, Chelsea bit Aston Villa 2 0. Um, and then the games on Saturday, Tottenham bit Everton 2 0. Um, good result for Tottenham there. Good, good performance from them. Um, and then obviously the the, the, the what's it called the El Clasico on Sunday it was at the same time as the Arsenal game so I didn't watch it but uh, Madrid beat Barcelona 3-1 very convincing win, win for them and yeah those were the games over the weekend okay um um let's start let's start with the big game Liverpool Man City you know I I, I, I <laughs> the two coaches just went all gaga in terms of tactics uh, Salah was playing like not a false nine, not more like a hybrid kind of nine, not like center forward. He was drifting, you know, from the middle down towards the other side and everything. It was ridiculous. It was a great performance from him. He played very well. Um, tactically, 
him bringing in um, what's his name Milner you know I think it, it threw I think he surprised um, Pep with some of his not just the tactical changes but the personnel that he did you know Gomez playing and um, uh, Milner playing and you know um, Elliot too so they totally shut down like the Milner side Milner with Elliot they totally shut down Cancelo you know and then I noticed that in that game um Pep started a three at the back, you know, the three center halves. That was um, Ake, um, Ruben Diaz, and yeah, Man- yeah. Manuel Akonji, you know. And then over time, he now made it a back four and everything. It was a fluid formation, but I think they were surprised because there was, they, first of all, they didn't play as high as they normally do. So they didn't give um, Liverpool, those, uh, Man City, those chances. But. Man City did create a few chances, you know. I, I I felt I felt Haaland was a bit rusty in that game in terms of his his finishing, his shot power, his shot selection, you know. Which I when when you're playing every three days, you know, just recover, start, recover, start. I think it's I think his body was a bit too rested for that game, and and I think it sh- and I think he showed. <laughs> You know, they, they almost totally shut down Kevin De Bruyne in the first half. Only Haaland did not touch the ball as many times as in for Man City. You know, as um as um <coughs> excuse me as Kevin De Bruyne, he didn't touch the ball. It was the second least touches or something like that in the first half. So they made sure that De Bruyne didn't have the ball because the times he did have the ball, he found Haaland. You know, Haaland had those chances that he didn't convert. Of course, the goal came and everything. The goal came from a nice cross from from um, Alisson. Joan Cancelo looked, it was terrible. He, that decision, it, that was schoolboyish. That was just schoolboyish. And, and, and I think I've said it in a couple of episodes, you know, especially our earlier episodes, that the upper body strength that Salah has, it's ridiculous because he doesn't look that strong. But you can see that you can't push him off the ball. And he can use your body and turn on your body and take off. And that's what he did. He took off and he finished up the chance. Congratulations to them for winning that game. Especially after Salah scored a hat-trick coming off the bench. The fastest hat-trick in Champions League history. Six minutes, 14 seconds. You know, so against Rangers in Ibrox there. So, I think, I th- of course... So Arsenal should be feeling very proud because you know they beat this Liverpool team. Man U too should be feeling very proud because they beat this Liverpool team, you know. And maybe finally, um, what's his um, Trent not playing really did help. <laughs> yeah, they said he was injured, and then he came on in the game, so he wasn't injured. It was just Martinelli took him. You know, <laughs> I mean, the thing is, not playing in men's, they were not as, uh, they, they didn't play as high up as they would normally do. So. Yes, they weren't, they weren't as, ex, they weren't as expansive, you know. Yeah. And Ewa, you've been saying it for the last couple of weeks. Removing from the file line, it's not like forever, just like two weeks, two, three weeks. Let him get his head back in the game, a yeah. couple of games. Let him get his head back in the game and, you know, let him, maybe he's taking it for granted a little bit. And then you rightly even said that Salah should not be removed. He should, he should be, he should keep playing and play through this crisis. And then you take it from there. You get back. Yeah. And then this week he has scored four goals in his last two games. 
or one and a half games if you want to say <laughs> yeah yeah i mean i mean i should i should quit my day job right so uh, <laughs> <laughs> so that's it that's uh, it because if they, if they had played trends they would have been they would have need to be more attack-minded sort of so oh, yeah. playing gomez meant they, yeah. they were you know composed mm-hmm. at the back they didn't fly out so like they would normally that they normally would uh like you rightly said the formation came a bit as a surprise uh Nuna played right back uh, and then gomez and uh van dyke in the middle then robertson from the left uh fabinho tiago elliot salah uh jota and Firmino. so i mean obviously most of those changes were were false changes because of the injuries to um the, the colombian and um trent but um on, on the city side like i said i think this this was a game made for someone like Grealish. i think Grealish should have started this game i, I don't know i just feel Grealish should have been you know perhaps a better option you know you know i don't know it just just looked funny to me at some point um uh, alan like you rightly said missed a couple of chances the foul uh, alan of fabinho I don't know. All day, the the referee allowed play when the when the advantage was there, many times. So it seemed funny that he even I'm, saw it. It wasn't to me. Yeah, you know, it, it took it, me back to the Man U Arsenal game that the referee saw the foul and said, "You know what? Yeah, so this yeah. is a, this is a contact spot." Yeah, he allowed play, and then they scored. Yeah, and, 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 they, and, they, and, they, and they took it back. Exactly. So it did seem to me like a clear and obvious error, right? Because they say VAR, yes. the only console VAR in the situation of a clear and obvious error. So how was that a clear and obvious error? You know, it's just I just I, mean, I just think that they are just re-referring the game. I'm sorry. Re- re- how do you mean? Yeah, officiating the game. Yeah, you know. But uh, at the end of the day, you know. I, Liverpool, perhaps they deserve some luck. They had a very horrible season. Alisson, to me, was the man of the match. He saved them. <clears throat> they could have been down if not for Alisson. I think, has... I think Gomez was the man of the match, was giving the man of the match. Yeah, I think Gomez won it, but I, I just feel without Alisson, they would have lost that game. In fact, this season, Alisson has been their best player. So, it's just... Follow I'm happy for me now. No, Firmino has not even played that many games, so I won't give Firmino their best player. But the, the few know. games they just done well, you know, yeah. I give him. But I won't say he's their best player. Thiago should also have been set up for his tackle on Rodri. Oh, Rodri, yeah, that yeah. was a very yeah. bad. Uh, so I mean, well, it was fun- wasn't that the one that he slipped? He slipped. Yeah, he slipped on last night, right, card. How is that no record? The fact that I sleep does not mean it's a. It's a no, it, it, it actually is a fact. You can't, you can't punish him for slipping. <laughs> Are you for real? I'm for real. You can't punish him for slipping. Especially with replays. Well, if, if it's a penalty, you give it as a penalty. But you can't give him a red card for slipping. Especially when you see that he slipped. He's skidded on the ground now. How are you going to give him a red card for that? Are you for real? <laughs> you would give a red card. Stones were showing. Stones were showing, man. You gave me stones were showing on his ankle, man. I, I did. I, I don't get it. The studs were right there on his ankle, and he said he slipped on his ankle. Nah, I, well, I mean, is is the game is over? But I wouldn't give him a red card. 
Especially, yeah, well, with VR, I wouldn't. Because you can see that it slipped. It was reckless and you give it a yellow, but not a red flag. Yeah, okay. <laughs> All right. Um um let, let's 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 move to let's move to the Man U game quickly before we touch their classic couple. <laughs> AY. The game was flat. Um I think I think even Newcastle had a better chance as well. Joe Linton hit the bar a couple of times. He should have scored that goal. You know. He should have scored, especially maybe not the first one, but the rebound he should have put it in the back of the net. That's why they moved him from a from a striker to a central midfielder because he doesn't those chances he wastes them, you know. And and that was what happened. And then uh, the, the thing with Ronaldo and stuff. And then you're you're, you're chasing you're not chasing the game exactly, but you're you're chasing a, a W, and you're move you're removing the best goal scorer in your team. I don't get it. I don't get it. And the chances that now came, <laughs> Rashford couldn't take them. Oh well, I mean, the United, United, where we are like a work in progress. I like to see us like a work in progress. Uh, if you look at the, the both teams, I would say United edge the play just marginally. I think. Um, but like, but, but like I rightly said, like you rightly said, taking off Ronaldo, it makes sense. Uh, I think, you know, when the game is, you know, when the going gets tough, people like Ronaldo are the ones that could rise in the last five minutes and just make something. Uh, Rashford missed the, the, uh, in the very last minutes, perhaps that could have given us a victory. I don't know. But the fact is, Newcastle is no longer, like I told many of my friends, they were like, oh, we didn't win yesterday. We struggled. We should have. I'm like, I mean, Pierre Newcastle, what Kirini? Newcastle is no longer a small team, right? So, <laughs> you know, Newcastle is no longer a small team. If you, don't, if you don't get your tactics right, if you don't give 100%, if you're not ready to fight in the midfield, you're not going to beat Newcastle because the defense is real good now. They've got Trippier, they've got Shah, Botman, Bond. Uh, the midfield is a lot better. They got Bruno, they got Joe Linton, they got uh, Amiron. You know, it's a better midfield now, you know, than it used to be. So if you don't get your game right, you don't get your tactics spot on, you're gonna you're gonna struggle. It's, so that, that's just it. I'm not surprised you struggled. Uh, there was no Ericsson to you know, you know sort of you know, sort of launch the attack from deep. Uh, that's not Fred's strength. You know, people talk about Casemiro and Fred, and Fred forming the dynamic duo in South America. Forgetting when you put Casemiro and Fred, and in front of them you have uh, uh, Neymar, Lucas got, Paqueta. You Paqueta. have Lucas Paqueta and the Neymar. Uh, got uh, the, the dude uh, Richarlison. You got all these guys. It's totally different from when you have Bruno, uh, Sancho, and uh, <laughs> you know, and Anthony. It's, it's not the same. Anthony is not there yet. Bruno is going to act a fool for 80 minutes, fight, shout, get a stupid yellow card. Uh, Sancho do his leg over, high shots. <laughs> Sancho gives you 10 good minutes. The rest is checking his hair. He barely sweats. He earns 350 grand, modeling on the pitch. It's just lots of things are wrong at United right now, but like I said, it's a work in progress. Uh, 
we are, we are already behind Chelsea now, so I don't know. We're three points behind Chelsea, and we've been saying Chelsea have had a bad season. Chelsea have struggled. Chelsea are, you know, ahead of United right now by three points. You know, <laughs> so I don't know. Uh, we've got, got a game in that though against. Uh, I think uh, I think we're gonna play this tomorrow or something. So yeah, yeah, you're playing Tottenham. Yeah, so I mean, we still have a game. Even this, Tottenham have played ten games, so we have a game in hand. The one they postponed because of the against Leeds, yeah, because of the 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 the, the Queens, uh, the Queens, the mice. Awesome. Yeah, so I don't know. It's it's gonna be a struggle. And the way I see it, United might miss out on the top four again. But as long as I see progress on the pitch, as long as we get better before the end of the season, I'll take it. I'll take it and look at the long term. Look at Arsenal. Arsenal struggled for how many years and they're getting it right now. So that's how to do that. I'll take it. Okay. Okay. Um when 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 we come back to the second part of this, we would we would touch down in Spain. So welcome back to Between the Lines with your host. Um, we're, we're just talking about some of the major results, especially at the top end of the table that happened in, in England. Um, before we move to Spain, let's let's quickly touch on what happened in at Ireland Road. Um, Arsenal won one nil. It was was it was it was a game that had <laughs> it was a game that had like six hundred events in one in one particular match. He had everything. He had lights off. You know, poor uh, technology failure. He had this, had VAR overturning decisions. He had penalties. He had a brilliant goal from from Saka. He had everything. He had red card rescinded. Everything. Of course, Olajeng will be very happy about the game. They're on top of the table. They have um, uh, two points, twenty-seven points, nine, nine from ten games, nine wins from ten games. Yeah, I mean, look, I'm a, I'm a happy camper, man. Like, it's a nine out of ten is is amazing. It's amazing. As in, uh, there's there's this last going around about like the, the club why club. this calm why this calm voice. Nah, nah, see, because that, that's him gluten now. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just I, I'm just I'm basking this, but also I can't get, I can't not get carried away. Cause like if I start getting gas, then it's it's you know it's 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 too it's too early to be to be as excited as as I want to be. Because at the end of the day, it's still it's still ten games. I mean, just before this game, we we're still single digits, and there's thirty-eight games. So you never really know what can happen. However, I am happy about the progress that has been made, and you know these kind of games are the ones that like you know you look at and you're like, um, yeah, you should have lost. And you didn't and that's that's amazing i mean obviously like i said when i was like introducing the results when the game started and it went off i was like yeah this is one of it's going to be one of them games that's like yeah you're going to it's not going to be ordinary it's going to be like there's going to be some events that's like throughout the game it's going to um uh it's going to not be what you imagine it should be what you're imagining arsenal versus Leeds. But yeah, I mean, you know, Arsenal won that coach for the whole half, for the whole second half. But, you know, Ramsdale had an amazing game. And this is, you know, a lot of Arsenal fans, myself included, have been critical of Ramsdale. Like, he kicks the ball really long and accurately. But, like, 
how about some saves, bro? And you know, so today he made some saves, uh, yesterday he made some saves. So, you know, I'm happy about that. You know, like uh Gabriel himself had a good game, he had a couple of tackles, and then he was he did some foolishness in the in the 93rd minute. He he it was coming together with Bamford and then he kicks out at Bamford and it's like it's just kind of like rush. Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's kind of like rush. Like uh, mindlessness that is 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 why people are very uh, see so have question marks over him because over the course of the game he does good things he's a good defender he's six two six three he's strong he's fast he can pass he's left footed so he, you know is a good uh, uh, alternative or on the other side of of a right footed defender so like he's you would imagine that he's a perfect defender perfect left sided defender but he's just his silliness like. When he does some foolish things, it's like, yo, like, come on, bro. And that was what he did in, in the game. However, um, this is one of them games that are like, you know, you're you're grateful for VR because he got overturned the the penalty shots and the red card shots for him go over overturned. So yeah, I mean, like Arsenal really rode their luck this game. Uh they didn't deserve the win. Well, like, yo, I know him and like in, in the 30th game season, if you're going to challenge for the league or you know, hopefully and ultimately win the league, then you're gonna have you're not gonna be perfect in all 38 games. And if you can come out of it on the other side of the W without being perfect, then that's even better. So I'm very happy, man. Like, you know, let, let's see how far this can run, man. But you know, it's just it's early days and yeah, as Arsenal fans we're we're cast. We're excited. Well, four points ahead. Um, of of Man City, especially with Man City losing, so if I feels it feels it feels very big now. The win it looks bigger than how it should be. So big up to Arsenal. El Clasico, guys, it was meant against boys. I'm sorry, <laughs> it was just many games. Okay, he agreed not to start. He agreed to start Fedi in the game. It was still many games. I say Fedi, um, um, not Fedi, um, Frankie De Jong. There's a player I want to talk about in this game. Yeah, we know what Benzema did and everything, and we know Vinicius. But quietly, he's becoming, he's becoming the one of the best central midfielders in world football, and that is um, Fedi Valverde. Yeah. Damn, the guy is. He's adding goals, his assists to his this thing, his athleticism, his tactical understanding. Because at least we knew that towards the end of last season, especially in the Champions League, he started doing this hybrid role of playing, you know, as a midfielder and a right winger. And yet, when you watch him, none of the the you know when he needs to be a right right winger he doesn't suffer when he needs to be a central midfielder maybe at the tip of the diamond or a you know as a three he, he doesn't suffer yes he has i know he has he has duracell battery as battery as lungs in his body and stuff we all know that with his tactical awareness and stuff he always plays to his strength he understands his role in that team and he does it well and and of course he has a wicked shot. See the goal he scored this season in uh, one of their home games that they won four one. That he he took the ball from from um, Couture and ran straight to the post, cutting 
to his left leg um to his right leg excuse me and then smashed and to his left leg and smashed an absolute rocket and even in this game as the ball just came to him as in he had all the time in the world and i was like didn't these people what did they do in their scouting reports he had so much time and then in fact the goal was even crazy because the way he you see that he didn't use so much power but he took care of it He's becoming a beast in that. And then and Madrid's long-term vision, you know, is showing more and more with all these young players they have right now. Showing more and more. Maybe Reina next season will be the next guy. You know, they have they took this guy from when he was 14, 15. He had his growth hormones, he had different things, and they've been caring for him for a very long time. And now in the last two, three seasons, they are beginning to reap it. So I, I think Madrid's strategy, especially of you know the the you know the patient the patient waiting game, removing getting Ronaldo and all these guys out, you know, even with Ramos, and yet they've been in rebuilding state for the last two seasons and they've not missed a bit because they've signed young and sometimes really expensively, but they've signed well, you know. And they and and then they know they know what they are doing. They know what they are doing. Oh, well, um, let me start with you, Ingwa, for this. Uh, Mbappe was meant to be the the coup de grace, but uh, he didn't come. Yeah, yeah, the, the, the sure, icing on the cake. Yeah, I'm sure they regretted that. Now. He's regretting that now. Uh, I mean, not not in terms of his accountant is not regretting. Anyway, uh, <laughs> talking about <laughs> Real Madrid, I think the vision of Perez. Is that you know, or was that you know, in the in the in the late nineties and early two thousands, you know, Real Madrid financially were able to basically outmuscle everyone and pay record transfer fees for Luis Figo, for Zidane. They could get Beckham. They could get all these guys because they just had to outmuscle everyone financially, right? But with the with the with the money in the EPL now. That sort of change, not like Real Madrid cannot afford to sign 100 million pounds player, but but the problem is now there's a bigger competition. So Perez had to, you know, have another strategy, which meant get these players young when you know, you know there's not all eyes on me kind of thing situation. You can get them young. You're gonna pay big money all the same. You're gonna pay say 30 million to get a 17 year old. It's a gamble, but you know the guy is going to pick in your squad. That's exactly what happened with Vinicius, uh, Rodrigo. Rodrigo, Yeah. Yeah. So the fact is, the strategy changed from just, you know, going to sign, you know, a player from, you know, another big team and then you have to pay, say, 100 million and all that to signing, you know, players from when they're much younger so that you can get the best out of them you can get value for money and that's what anyway sorry anyway, yeah. sorry sorry to continue in this conversation you know that yeah. eh? the, the the one big player that you know they paid you know this new generation that they yeah. paid 100 million like the galactico player he has Tremendous. been the one that has been a total flop and Tremendous. that's hazard oh, as a, no, oh hazard, yeah hazard. that's he's, true <laughs> he's been the one that has been the total flop in this whole thing. The other yeah. signings have been pam 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 spot on. Yeah, they've all they all this. So uh, we have to give we have to give credit to Perez. He's been a 
He's a visionary. He's, a, he's an intelligent man. He's a football man. Um, and he's he's also he knows when to get rid of players, right? He got rid of, he got rid of Ronaldo at the perfect time. Got in hundred million for him. He got rid of Casemiro. Got in big money for him. Uh, so got rid of Ramos. Yeah, when Ramos was, As in, you know, yeah, and was was asking for. Yeah, he got rid of him. He came back in Alaba and still did well, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I was gonna, I was gonna touch on um, Valverde. Was signed from Penarol, from Penarol. So Penarol, yeah, yeah, it was signed from Penarol in twenty to twenty sixteen, when it was eighteen. So you can see the, the ability to spot a young, a young player, sign him for the right price. Camavinga was quite expensive. Chouameni quite expensive. But those were players, you know, that were signed from European teams. Those were players that had eyes on them already. You get to, they had to pay perhaps a premium to sign them. But if you look at it, the future is there already. If Modric retires today, there's a replacement right there. If Cross leaves today, there's a replacement right there. And I can assure you that all the young players, you know, Perez probably has eyes on already. So we have to give him that. He's done well. Unlike it was Bellingham, Barcelona. Oh yeah, he wants Bellingham. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you get him. I mean, if he's amb- if Bellingham is ambitious, it it makes sense to go to Real, right? Because Bellingham is ambitious. That's the only team he should go to. Yeah, not even because, Liverpool. Yeah, because Modric is he's still a very good player, but he's getting older. So you know that in the next couple of years, Modric is going to, you know, either be a bench warmer or or retire or leave Real Madrid. So it is it's his best chance to to get into the Real Madrid team. So I mean if, if I were his agent I'll be pushing him to go to Real Madrid. Right? And sorry and and sorry and um, before I before I allow Elijah to chime in probably on the Barcelona side. One of the things I like about this team, especially Ancelotti is we all knew the whole world knew his starting lineup. Of course we're hoping Couture will come back, but Couture didn't come back and stuff like that. We all know. So, when when the going gets tough, okay, the big games, we know the starting lineup. There's nothing fancy about it. There's nothing tactical tweak or geniusy about it. Barcelona knew the starting lineup before. <laughs> they knew it since Thursday. <laughs> they, everybody knew who he was going to start. Even in Champions League finals, we all knew who was going to start. Mm-hmm. These are the these these are the guys he started, you know. And of course, these were the guys that delivered, you know. And Javi after the you know after the game, he said something, you know. These guys know they, we played a serious team and we were not serious enough, you know. They know what to do. They know different phases of the game, how to handle it, when to slow it down, when to, you know. Pick up the pace, the tempo, and everything. It was, it was, it was, it was, it was a classic performance. Olajem, positives for for Barcelona? Any positives uh, for Barcelona? I, I don't know because I didn't watch the game. I was watching, uh, I was watching Arsenal Leeds at the time, and then after that, I watched the Liverpool Man City game. However, I mean, oh. just looking at Barcelona and you know, uh, combining it with, I guess they are semi feelings of the Champions League um week you know where I mean they haven't gotten knocked out yet but if 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 Inter don't lose on on the during the week then they're knocked out well they they drop down to 
to what's it called to to the Europa League. So yeah, they they are it's, it's out of their hands now. So, yeah, just combining the the loss and then you know the the Europa the Champions League game. I think it's like it's a good um, comparing it to obviously Madrid's business transfer dealings. It's just the, the the they are really direct opposites. So they are both people like obviously we just talked about it now when we we're talking about the. Barca, but they bought people like Rafinha, which is like is 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 getting question marks over why did they buy this player when they have Asufati there, they have Ferran Torres there, they have got some people like Lewandowski. Obviously, Lewandowski is is an amazing, is one if one of the best strikers of this generation. Obviously, removing people like Messi and Ronaldo, he's probably the best. You know, if compare him to uh, Benzema and Suarez, is up there with them. But I don't know. I I think they bought Lewandowski. Lewandowski is thirty four now. And it's very, um, it's very short-term thing. It's very short-term oriented. Like they want their results now, and they have, you know, kind of messed up their wage structure. Now they're asking people like PK to take a wage cut. They're asking this and that. I mean, it's 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 just all over the place. And if you compare that with like uh, a Madrid team, it's it's the direct opposite. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't know the the positives. I I think the positives are at the end of the day, they still have some good players and good young players as well. Uh, Gavi, obviously, he just won the the uh, Young Player of the Year trophy. He's an amazing player. They still have Pedri. They still have um, Asufati, who's a good player. Eric Garcia. Eric Garcia, I mean, Eric Garcia is, is I think he's on duty scrutinized. I mean, he's a good player, man. He plays he plays for Spain ever so often. So, I guess he's, he's good. He's have this young left back. I can't remember his name. Uh, he's a black guy. I can't remember Balde. his name. Balde. Yeah, Balde. Yeah, Balde, so, this Spanish guy. Yeah. Yeah, left back. So it's got, you know, they've, they've had a couple of players come through this season. Obviously, Kunde as well. Kunde is a young player. Uh, well, is Kunde young? It's from yeah, 20, it's 20, young. 20, 20, 23, 24? Yeah. Yeah, thereabouts. So, I mean, even though they have, like, spent unwisely on on on, on some transfer that they've done, you know, bringing people in like KC and, and, and Lewandowski and stuff like that. Uh, they, I think Barca can still revive it because of the the players that they have. So I don't think the well, I didn't watch the game, but I don't think like this period is is what Barca were envisioning it to be. However, if they are wise and they are able to just almost tear stuff down and rebuild, uh, there's a lot of um, foundational blocks to work with to be able to challenge again in the next three, four, five years. I don't think that they wanted to tear down and rebuild because this summer that just passed that they were pulling all the economic levers yeah. about five of them you were right yeah i think that this was the perfect summer there were a lot of players that we were trying to get rid of Young and you know a handful piani all those kind of guys a handful of players they were trying to get rid of you know and they could have just gotten rid of them and then you know they, they signed, remember that they signed Ferran Torres and they're still owing Man City, you know, a zillion pounds already, you know. So, Leeds is even, there been, have been rumblings that Leeds is asking because I think their first payment has, hasn't occurred or something like that. One of the payments, you know, they've structured their payments, hasn't occurred. You know, so, I, I, it's ridiculous. I think that that was, that was the perfect time. You know what? Like, Ewa, you said that a couple of episodes ago. Let's make sure we are in the top four. Javi, your brief this season is, you know, do well in the Cups. Probably win win the um, King's Cup. We're in the Champions League, good for us. Let, us. let us just play well enough to make the top four. Yes, for two seasons, we, we won't be good challenge for the title. 
we won't challenge for the title, but we're going to win the. Eventually, we'll do something. So I don't know, man. I think they, I think I think they goofed again. I think they goofed again, and I think it's going to take them a long time for them to get back. I mean, football is crazy like that because obviously, um, they. If they had won a couple couple games in the Champions League this season, then it would be a different story. Because I don't know they they are still, well, I don't know if they're still first now after losing to Madrid, but I guess they're still. They top. are second. They are yeah, they are they are thereabouts in in the La Liga, in La Liga. So, in you know, it's it's it's. I think it's easier to say in hindsight, you know, looking at where they are now in the Champions League. Um, but I guess like with with different results, it might have been different for well, the, for them moving on. But just in general, like from Brazil, if you're looking at it, you could tell that this is not a good strategy to have have pursued. And I think now is going in a way that was the worst case scenario for them. You know, dropping off to the Europa, and that's what's happening. All right. Okay. But wait, they they didn't uh, invest. They didn't invest all that money to drop into the Europa. I think that's what, yeah. that's what we need. Yeah. This is, this is yes, a trick. I mean, there's no, there's no, you know, oh, maybe they drop in the Europa. There's no, there's nothing like that. They, they didn't spend that money. They didn't bring in Lewandowski, spend all this just to, fin- to, to play in the Europa League. So it's a failure. And it's a failure of uh, lack of vision. It's a failure of uh, avarice. Is a failure of a lack of common sense, really, because, like I said, then the, the the strategy would have been let's focus on signing some players on a free, which they rightly did with players like Kessie, with uh, Christensen, and then maybe just look for you know a twenty million player there, twenty million player here, just to you know plug the gaps because there are lots of young players in the squad already. You get. There was no need, absolutely no need to sign Lewandowski for 40 million euros and pay him so much wages when you already had Aubameyang. I'm not saying Aubameyang is as good as Lewandowski, but you brought him in for free from Arsenal, right? And it was it was it was earning considerably less than what you're paying Lewandowski right now. So yeah, with Aubameyang, you're not gonna win the league, but you're still being your top four. And you'll be better. You'll be better placed financially. There was no need to sign Rafinha for 50 million when you were going to renew Dembele's contract for free, right? There was no need to sign Alonso when you already had Baudi as a young guy that could deputize for Jordi Alba. And they were going for Aspilicueta as well. It was just very weird. It's weird. I think the only defender I feel they should have signed was Fabi Kunde. Yeah, that was a young guy that they needed considering. PK's issues and all that stuff. So I think Kunde, no, I have no problem with them signing Kunde for even 15 million pounds. That, 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 that's the transfer. That transfer. But signing Lebodowski, senseless. Signing Rafinha, senseless. There was no point. There was no point. But here we are. And now they're going to cry again. Probably they have to pull another lever or something. I don't know. But they just mortgaging the future of the, of the club just for short end so okay so um let's 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 um let's i want us to quickly just i'm just mentioning this enoch moepo um retired the brighton zambian play, the brighton player the zambian player retired last week because of um some heart issues and he was advised by these doctors 
you know, to stop playing. He can't play professionally again, but he said he will still be in the game as he as he recovers. Well, we wish him, I don't know, all the best in his next endeavor. It's, you know, from time to time we get news like this, even someone like Sebastian Haller, well, he's all, and they've been, like they would say, they've been just routine checks and then, wow, they find something that is not supposed to be there and then they investigate and lo, lo and behold. I'm glad that at least he's getting the, the, the better, the best medical help that he can get so that he can have a long, long life because there's, there's life after professional sports. I wish him all the best. Yeah, I wish him all the best too. I mean, there's more to... To, you know, you know, life is more important, right? But it's a shame that you know you struggle so much as a kid. You put so much effort into you know, having a career in football, and just when you are the well, the top for for a player of his stature, this happens. It's sad, but uh, lots of players have had health issues, and let's just be thankful he was detected on time. And is alive. I mean, we don't want another Max Vivian Four situation or something. So, yeah. All right. Um, to round up, like to round up this, we'll talk talk about the Ballon d'Or that was just given out this night. Benzema winning, Copa Trophy. Um, Gavi won it. Yasin Yasin Trophy. That's the goalkeeper's trophy. Kutua won it. Um, the Spanish boys sweeping up uh, best striker the Gedmula trophy um, Lewandowski won that one as well even, as the, well. even the women's Ballon d'Or was won by Alexis uh, it was Alex- won yes Alexis Potella Potella yeah. yeah the Spanish midfielder forward was won so um, any comments on it Oluashegun why? We're not surprised anyway. I, they, no. they, I think the one that surprised us was the Copa Trophy, you know. But for the Ballon d'Or, nobody was surprised. What? First of all, sorry, just to go to the previous year's Ballon d'Or, why wasn't that given to Lewandowski? What was the reason? Why was what? Why wasn't the previous year's Ballon d'Or not given to Lewandowski? I think Lewandowski won the Ballon d'Or. He won the war? The Madoki won the last Ballon d'Or, right? Mm, he didn't win it. He was meant to. And then uh, the council no, was, was messy. Ballon d'Or uh, was messy. Okay, there was a year there was no Ballon d'Or. Right? Yeah. It was a year that they didn't, yeah. Then they now give him best striker kind of thing. Yeah. And then yeah, the yeah. next year they didn't put striker of the year or something funny like that. Yeah. Well, uh, but for winners, congratulations to them. Um, they thoroughly did. Well, second was Sadio Mane in this Ballon d'Or, you know, rankings, which is uh, which which is very impressive. Which is very impressive, man. To him, I'm glad he. I, I'm glad he was second because, of course, Africa, um, Senegal won the African Cup of Nations. He won a couple of trophies too for Liverpool. So, big up to him. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Um, thank you very much, Ola Thank you. Thank you. We'll go again next week. Oh. Another W. 
next week. <laughs> All right. Anyway, yeah, yeah. And if NBA is starting tomorrow night, right? Yeah, yeah. Tomorrow or Wednesday night. Yeah, Wednesday, Wednesday night actually. Yeah. No Wednesday. Yeah. I think I think I think Lakers are opening with with the Warriors or something. Uh, I have to check. I have to check. I have to check. I don't have to yeah. 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 Well, this is going to be an amazing season. This is the season that probably. The scoring title, the scoring uh, record will be broken by LeBron. So it's going to be a crazy season. <laughs> I, I, I'm just going to, I'm, I'm expecting fireworks, and I'm expecting somebody who nobody picks to win. To win yeah, this year. I think it's, it's going to be the, the Denver Nuggets. My my dark horse for the title this year. I'll say the oh, Denver. Okay. Nuggets. Yeah. Oh. Um, well. Ca- Cash him out. Let us wait and see, man. Let us wait and see. The NFL's uh, uh, Bills beats Chiefs this weekend. It was a close game. Couple of touchdowns for for Patrick Mahomes. Two touchdowns, but a couple of interceptions, and even the last one. Yeah, the last crazy man. Yeah. And uh, did you see the the play by uh, Josh Allen? The one where where you, Know, went over the you know the tackle and all that yeah anyway, it was a good game but that guy is a mountain man. yeah he's a mountain man <laughs> but it's gonna be a good season and this is I like six foot six six foot seven yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, I mean personally i think it's gonna be it's gonna be the buffalo bills that are gonna win the season because I, I don't know i just i don't have, I don't have that feeling I don't yeah, think. Who, so. who are you picking the Chiefs? I don't think so. <laughs> you think it's gonna huh? be the Chiefs, right? You think it's gonna be the Chiefs. Uh, yeah, just I, f- I feel the Chiefs will surprise people. Yeah, that's really I feel that Kels- Andy Reid will come up with some schemes, man. Yes, he's gonna come up with some schemes, and and I think these guys will grow in the season because, or, or at least the last couple of seasons, the guys who normally start fast don't end well. Okay. The guys who start with the five ones and six zeros and stuff that you know those those crazy numbers don't end well. And the Bills haven't done anything in the playoffs yet, so yeah, let's wait and see. Yeah. yeah. All right, all right. With that, we've come to the end of another exciting episode of Between the Lines. I was here. Um, was here. Arsenal still on top. Congratulations to Benzema for winning the Ballon d'Or. Congratulations to Madrid. Also, I, I think they are the best team in Europe, but people don't want to admit. Well, congratulations to all of them. Yeah. Um, we will drop the episode tomorrow. No, normally, we drop it every Monday. But make sure you check us out on all podcast platforms. Thank you very much, Ay. Yeah, I'm glad to be here, man. Cheers. Bye.